What's in the box? Presented by Sure It'll Be Grand. And welcome back, everybody, to Sure To Be Grand. Are we, to be more specific, uh, what's on the box with David and myself, Daniel? And we are reviewing the finale of Andor. It's very sad. So, it's over. It's over. For now. For now. But we are getting into season two. But let's not get ahead of ourselves and <laughs> get into this one. It has been a pleasure watching this show. I yes. think um, this feels like every kid who watched A New Hope has now grown up and said, okay, now here's the adult, you know, part of Star Wars that okay. you can enjoy. And not to say that, like, look, Star Wars is usually a family franchise, so you should, anyone should be able to enjoy it at any age kind of thing. But Andor is definitely for older people. I, I wouldn't sit down my nieces to watch Andor, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely not. Uh, yeah. It, it, it's definitely much more adult. Yeah. I, I like that was what I've liked about this show of so far. It's pushed the it, it's it's a proper, I would say, how to do mature audience without the need for complete gore, complete, like, ridiculous violence. There's violence, but not, you know, like, don't you don't need to do over-the-top violence. You don't have to make it, you know, like with the, you killing, know, everybody cur- like killing their heads cold, off. Like, no, but like Andrew, for example, like, he kills oh, in yeah. cold blood a few times. He kills yeah, and he moves on. Up. And killing in cold blood is far more intimidating to me than yet another Skywalker getting their hand chopped off. You know, yeah. <laughs> and so, no, I, I like, I think it's intimidating without going for the gore. Not to say I'm against gore either. Like, it's fine. But I think it's a cheap way to kind of enhance um film, especially because it doesn't really work like that in real life. You know, <laughs> exactly. Like, well, here, as we saw throughout the series, one of their big things, right? It's all about the more like psychological Right. Yeah. It's the psychological implications that occur and which is much more real. And I love I love that it, it takes it takes careful writing, careful figuring out how, what really does mess with people and what, what is a darker way of going. Yeah. So I, I've, that's why I really like. And I think that is a more it's a more mature way of handling things. Absolutely. And but yes, let's look at some psychology, because I think one thing the show has done well, especially is music. Uh, the yes. themes and moods it gets and it's not a thing we've mentioned much in this podcast I think we only really mentioned it last week oh by the way we're yeah the finale is episode 12 I finally got it right woo um, <laughs> but yeah uh, so the intro we haven't talked about this much I think we l- mentioned it last week they are kind of like instruments being added every episode I think mm-hmm. in in an episode here and there they actually changed it a little bit where they removed some instruments and added others like there were different mm-hmm. elements, but in general, there's been an increase of instruments, like an orchestra slowly building. And you know, this kind of jumping head there, you know, we have a marching band in this for the funeral rite, uh, for um, Marva Andor's mother. And you know, like there's a, a very a musical theme about this, it's a collection of people coming together for a purpose. So now that we look at all these the songs as they've been building, especially the intro music. It's, it's like the rebellion is so slowly coming to orchestra. People are taking their seats. And talk about taking your seats. This episode, everyone's coming together. Everyone's moving to uh, Farrick's, you know, because we have 
Andor, Luthen, we have um, Miro. Who else is coming? Is anyone else coming? And obviously everyone That's... who's on Ferrix. Right. Yeah. Okay. So like, like, oh, yeah, Cyril. Cyril comes along as well because his boyfriend asked him to come along. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah. So I think we kind of saw the building off the trap last week, but yeah, Miro's here and she doesn't want to make it too obvious. You know, she's just like, hey, look, uh, we tell them that they can only do funeral at this certain time so they get a bit of a pushback and maybe reduce the numbers a little, just so it looks like organic, like, you know, this is just the Empire swinging its dick around, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, at this stage, um, it, it comes up a little later, the ISB is not really interested in Andor anymore. Um, not right. really. Uh, like they they want him out the picture, but they don't want to capture him and get information anymore, because Krieger, whoever you are, Krieger, <laughs> has been uh, killed off screen. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So we see some interesting the the why you know slow, that slow, slowly we've seen that how uh, Deidre is much more methodical and much more you know she wants information she wants to get to this whole thing yeah. and not just knee-jerk reaction and even i think they call it out you know call that out about empire doing some knee-jerk reactions and she's much more you know no we've got we've got drowned we got kill the source we've got to get down to really finding how this is all going on don't just get focused on this one yeah. act um deidre is an interesting character because Look, she's an awful person, all right? Like, she's not a a nice person. She's really bad. But within the Empire, when she's around all these other generals, there's a part of you that kind of roots for her. It's like, yeah, you get it girl you know you because <laughs> break the imperial glass ceiling yeah exactly ceiling. <laughs> yeah yeah because we get the impression you know like oh you are only here because you're quite good at what you do but you still have a way to fight up we heard in the first mm-hmm. few episodes so there's still a part of you even though she's definitely the antagonist and we don't like her there's still mm-hmm. like you still like come on yeah look she's focused on her goal she'll still go for it like there's kind of like a a pathetic nature to her. Like a sort of like you, there's an empathy to her. Like you feel mm-hmm. empathetic to her. Like, like, well, yeah, you, you know, what is it? Is it, is it sympathy? Is it feeling well, sorry empathy, for them? Really? Well, that's why I say it's empathy. Yeah. You're, you're correct with saying yeah, empathy, yeah. right? Because it seems have, too know, nice to call it empathy. That's why. Like, <laughs> right. It yeah, does. Yeah. But, but it is, it is exactly yeah. that. We understand that's that scenario. It's, pity. it's hilarious. Pity. It's the, <laughs> we pity. pity. Yeah, it's, that's it's, it. Right. Because, because it happens, right? It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of, it's like you still see that the, even in, within the empire, right? Which is not like they're all good nature. They're not, they're pure evil, but just about, but you know, it, it's funny to see, not funny, but you, you see the, that that happens, right? Mm. You, that, that you think, I guess, I think because we, see the empire as being much more uh, smart right we we know they they took it because of how palpatine laid this out so you would think that there would be a smarter organization of things and yeah listening to that doesn't matter who this person is you know we we know that the empire holds uh uh what we call is it is it you know they're against other alien races we know that part yeah right they are they want centric 
Right. So they're very human set. We know that. And hence why, like from books like in Thrawn and whatnot, where they're like, who the hell is this guy? They didn't really want him around, but no. he was useful. So they, they still let him in. Yeah. But that that's why so we know there's that but you would think there'd be other you knowing that if somebody is actually being smart and tactical they want to keep them around they do want to rise up and the, listen to their ideas I suppose she's being smart and tactical and they're yeah. like mm, they're tri- there they're, there is that self sexism going on here of you know uh, who are you you're just a woman yeah. it gives like there's that feeling going on still and she has a fight much more than she would have to normally i suppose that's the the thing it's it's that check and balances because this is a fascist populist group and they mm. need to make sure that we do not trust the other. And usually in these mm. fascist um, populist group, uh, the main people are, you know, white men who are a bit older, uh, patriarchal white men. Yep. That's usually how these systems work. So when they have to introduce someone outside of that to bring into their posse, they have to like, they themselves know, like, yes, this person is probably just as skilled, as intelligent as us in every way. It's just that we need to keep the pretense up. So is it are their skills worth enough for us to let the pretense down a little bit? Right. You know, and that's yeah, that's kind of the... Yeah. Everybody's out for themselves. There yeah, is yeah. that. There is absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. But yeah, we'll, that was a bit of a jump ahead, but we'll kind of go back. Uh, we see someone making a bomb um they're looking at a hologram it's obviously maybe someone they lost and they want to have revenge against the empire if anyone knows who this person are me and david aren't 100 sure we think maybe they showed up before and we kind of forgot and they were like a blink and you miss it sort of situation but please yeah, let us that, know. That, yeah that part was but it it was it's because you know the moment they show show this this kid as he's you know building something he's like at first like this is that about like you know for for a brief moment first i'm like are we are we being are they being too yes this is a bomb you know they're making it look like he's building a bomb and then it's gonna be like no he's building something else and it's but then like nope there's as they they cut back and forth between it you know pretty quickly there as he's connected things and you see that you know that powering something on very it's like oh yeah this is totally a bomb he's we're getting oh we're getting that we're going that route now oh but there's some interesting stuff about it even how the bomb was made like it it's it's partially futuristic but it's also like it looks like a pipe bomb and there was even some felt that was part of the fuse i guess that was being pushed in so it it gives that sort of farrix vibe again like yes we have like you know, far of space technology that we in the 21st century are nowhere close to having, but they also have like dirty bricks and like mm-hmm. cooling units that need to be cleaned. And, you know, like it's kind of like a real mix of different ears. I guess it would happen with different cultures from different planets being connected at different times of their, you know, technological development. So, yeah, I, 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 I yeah. really like that sort of mismatch world kind of thing. As well as, I mean, it, it, I think it starts adding, yeah, even more of the common man versus anybody else, right? Yeah. So it makes much more, you know, where you think that, that I think that's going to happen, right? That's going to go on much more of what can the common man get a hold of yeah. to make things, right? That they will, we would still, you're still going to have that. You're going to have, it's essentially going to be very crude, you know, having to build something out of, you know, parts and yeah. random stuff. That they can get hold of easily, but the to, thing is, uh, right? Like, 
just because it's a futuristic world doesn't mean they need some classical like ingredients as well. Uh, Firefly, um, the TV show, um, mentioned this when they landed on a planet um, that was all about getting mud and clay. It's just a planet of clay and mud diggers and all that. And, you know, I forgot her name now. I know people are going to hate me for it. The engineer of the ship, um, she explains like, hey, look, uh, you need plenty like clay and stuff for the machinery of our spaceship as well. Like, you know, and that does make sense. I mean, even, like fuse boxes, at least now, and like, you know, there's like a lot of like, I guess like a cementy clay in them as well. You know, like, <laughs> you know, we still need to use the ingredients of the real world to make these things. Right. Like, you know, so yeah, everything, I, everything comes from something. It doesn't just, we don't just spawn yeah, it out of the air. It's, you don't pull out something like, oh, I'll, I'll just go to the science shop where everything's made of science, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. It doesn't work yeah. like that. There is, I think this helps emphasize <laughs> that point. Yeah, yeah. That everything comes from something. You have to build it from something, from yeah. some of the real organic ingredients it's sci-fi when it ultimately gets put when put together it's made of or the sci-fi-ness of the fact that you know we, we've seen throughout throughout different show the shows and movies right that they do they mine different you know they'll call them spices yeah. or yeah. things or like that minerals. and that kind of stuff yeah yeah, yeah. so you're like so but it's still the same uh idea of, yeah. it's still an organic Thing. It's, just it's a matter of thing. They're not. They're, they're not pulling out of nothing except for the replicators. But let's not go there. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I kind of want to jump just one step ahead quickly because it fits well here. Um, so, Andor remembers a story about his dad, and he. I think they were cleaning out filters or cooling things, and he was saying, yeah. "Yeah, components." And he said, "Look." these things are really crazy expensive and the empire spent so much money buying these fresh and new, but you leave them in there for a half an hour, you clean them and they're as good as new and it costs us nothing. And he says that people don't look down the right way. Mm-hmm. Like, and like, you know, argue that's, you know, uh, talk about, you know, we should recycle and be like a bit more humble. But I think it's more about the empire in, in its own right. It's, it's commercial. It, it wastes so much on nonsense. Like again, the Death Star is the biggest amount of nonsense that's out there. You know, you, you're literally taking all your crap into one basket that's easily destroyed. And it is like mm-hmm. even if if there wasn't oh a hole in the side of the Death Star, like it's still one target that could be destroyed, you know. Um, right. So like and you know and then we make a second Death Star and it doesn't matter because we'll just get the prisoners to build more pieces. Spoiler alert! After credit scene, we find out what Andrew has been making all this time in the prison. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think there's a bit of commercialism talk in there, but it's also about you know people. I suppose uh, it's about the right. father saying like people look down on us, but all we need is a, a little bit of a cleanup and we're just as good as them. You know, mm-hmm. we're not that neat, tidy idea of it. And if you look at it, like the ISB, these almost surgical and they have been described as surgeons in the show, these surgical clean garments, white, um, you know, sp- Oh, yeah, Chris, very, like very, it was, 
Yeah, very yeah, crisp, right? Yeah. Whether, whether they're with the white uniform is very clean, even the black uniforms are very crisp, they're yeah. very cut, it's like perfect. Yeah. And the moment you go out of that, like everyone's dirty, everyone's trying to survive in the mud, living in houses made of their dead ancestors, you know, stuff like that. Um, and that's why I suppose later on we'll mention is when the fighting starts, like we just see one of the um, generals, his hair being disheveled and ashes coming across. And suddenly this very prim, proper person has been ripped right down to the common man, <laughs> you know, but we'll get there. Um, but yeah, just to jump back then, Sintakaz, uh, who I don't think we've seen since episode three. Uh, she was a doctor um, who was very good at murdering too. Uh, <laughs> uh, she has come back um, to Vel and we, we were kind of talking about this was it obvious or not but like it is obvious that they're a couple um, uh, Cinta like Cinta seems very like focused on what's going on uh, she she didn't even say hello to Vel or yeah. anything but you can see like like I saw like Vel says uh, hello by the way mm-hmm. and I don't think it was done in a mean way I think she kind of realizes that her girlfriend or spouse or whatever um has just been living in the wild basically trying to survive trying not get caught by the empire so she's like in survival mode she's not mm-hmm. in a hey honey I'm home <laughs> kind of right. mode yeah, there's yeah. No, definitely none of that right you know she's been yeah you know, well because yeah as we saw uh, what we've seen, we've seen flashes of her so far, just real quick. Throughout yeah. Once because because she was sent to Fer, you know, when when she and Vel split up from Ferrix, uh, that Cinta was left, yeah, here to monitor, yeah, uh, for 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 Andor to show up, uh, while Vel got to go back briefly uh, to her more to the the luxury life, right? Yeah. She got to go put on that that uh, costume, yeah. but at least now she looks so different outside of the costume as well. Oh, I God, keep thinking yeah. they're separate characters. Oh yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, it's such a it's it's funny seeing that watching the whole flip right flip the switch, and she looks completely different. Right, yeah. it does take a moment to be like, ah, that's Vel. That's the same. That's the same character. Yeah. So yeah, I think she got to you know she's coming back and being like it's the seriousness seriousness of everything right everything's coming together Vel's seen now how things have escalated since since Aldani since yeah. since this big thing has occurred uh, now there's things are getting real yeah basically I, I think is is the is kind of the the sentiment right she's we're we're seeing she's seen that she's all right she's talked with her cousin with you know with Mon Mothma and sees what's going on there and it's like yeah this is things are not uh, already very clear to a lot of people things aren't the way they were no this is there we've taken a different step now things have changed we'll go a little bit back to andor because i i skipped a little bit of what's been happening andor andor is coming back um to uh, his home um we the people of the town know and they're like oh they're almost like we really wish he wasn't coming back. This is going to cause trouble. He we're going to have mm-hmm. to do stuff. It's 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 not easy on them. But you know we know he's coming. And Nurchi, uh, who's a character we met in the first few episodes, um, who was after Andor to get his money back and hired a bodyguard and all this kind of stuff. Um, he overheard this and very quickly, like giddily, almost 
uh, says, oh, I'm going to portray him to the Empire and get some money. Woohoo! Um, <laughs> and that goes well for as much as broken glass in the face would. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, then we have Andor and he climbs the wall of Bix's house. And we don't know who this character is, really. We we think, I think it might be the father of Bix or some sort of parental you unit kind of person someone who knows her and is an older than her um and he explains where bix is uh luthan arrives he's like standing in a stony outcrop looking at the city gloomily and you know atmospherically um, <laughs> then i think what argue might be my f- one of my not favorite scenes but i'd say one of the smartest scenes with mon mothma in the cow for husband. Do you want to go through it? Yeah. So I, I love, yeah, this, this moment when they flip, flip to Mon Mothma, um, yeah, we see, you know, kind of to Mon Mothma, we see her waiting in the, in the limo in the car and she looks obviously like stressed and like, you know, riled up and we see, you know, she unbuttons her, her, her cloak or her, her jacket, you know, like, like oh, I can't breathe. It's that, it's that there's something really bothering her. Yeah. And we see, you know, uh, her husband, we see Perrin, you know, exiting from this party and enters the car. I love it. He's like, you know, oh, thought you thought you left without me. You know, crossed my mind. She, she says. And so obviously, like, there, there's this tension. There's obviously like she's pissed at him about something. There's something she's upset about more so than usual. More so than the usual, she doesn't want to be around him. There's something yeah. on her mind. Uh, she quickly is, tells the driver, tells Cloris, uh, can you g- give us some privacy, please? And so, you know, puts up the the window and you know what have you and we see that she quickly you know she turns to to parent tells him you know you're gambling and yeah uh, you know parents like what, what what are you talking about and we start hearing a whole backstory obviously that you know she goes you, know, you promised you wouldn't do this again obviously there's been some troubles he's gotten into from gambling yeah and you see that while they're while this is going on and she even says you know quiet down you know and he's like oh the driver can't hear us and as they're going we flip to chloris and we see yep he's listening in yeah. or she's listening in because as we've we already know uh for what was uh, talked about previously he he's he's a spy right he's yeah, yeah. Meant, he's there listening and painfully obvious right? like i mean if it's yeah. obvious to us i think it's obvious to like you know, mom right. as well, she like. already, well, she already made that comment, right? Yeah, that yeah. they had swapped out drivers, and that this driver is is obviously from the Empire, uh, yeah, from yeah, the ISP. Yeah. So she fully aware is aware that this guy, you know, he's he's there listening. I'm really surprised and, how many people because I've I've watched a few reviews in the shows, and there's so many people who think like this is a subtle thing that Mon Mothma is like, oh, what if she's doing this on purpose to like send a fault information to her. it's like no that's exactly what she's doing like she's no, that's what she's doing she's smart have you watched this show you know exactly and that's what i loved about the scene it was you know it was very obvious that yep that's what she's she's doing she's yeah. she is planting now this seed to knowing that will get to the empire and i love that it was like oh that's a smart that's a great way to now you're you're sending that as the option of why there's weird money things going on with her accounts uh yeah. that there there you go all right we know you know oh he, there's a history of gambling that whether or not they were aware of if if she's now saying that this is going on she thinks it's obvious 
then and now he's all oh, no i haven't i'll prove it to you but you know it, it there's she's nothing like, oh i don't want to be embarrassed again tonight you know that kind right. of it's wonderful it's like, it, it, yeah it, it was like oh that's um great trap setup. Yeah. and for me i thought it was just from watching that i was like ah so that is that her that's how she's going to try to get out of marrying off her daughter, right? Because she was so, it was, she kept telling, as she told Bell in previous episode, right? She's in so much trouble. But it seemed like that she was being cornered into needing to marry off the daughter because that's just to help cover this up because, you know, she's all about this rebellion. The rebellion has to be going on. So she's going to mm-hmm. do everything to protect it. Even it looks like at a cost of, you know, her daughter. Yeah. So this seemed like it was setting up a great way to, you know, like, oh, this is she's laying out these seeds to help, you know, uh, not have to go down that path. Yeah. Uh, we see, you know, later. Hmm. But I, I love that. It's like it shows how smart Mon Mothma is. Right. And uh, why a very obvious reason why she is a <clears throat> leader within the uh, rebellion. Yeah. Maybe she'll introduce really good divorce laws um, once the empire's <laughs> down. Uh, <laughs> but. Yeah, uh, so uh, Brasso uh, shows up, um, um, Andor's friend, and he tells her um, him what his mother basically passed on to him to say that she loves him so much that there is no mistakes he can make that will make her ever not love him. And I think that's... Again, I mean, you know, we had the prison escape, right, um, a few episodes ago, and it was all about um, we're getting out, being free. And as harsh as it sounds, the death of his mother freed Andor as well. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to worry about his mother anymore. And then he doesn't even have to feel guilty about what he has to do because his mother told him, I love you no matter what you have to do, what mistakes you have to make, I'll still love you. So like he can, he can really move on now. Uh, which I, mm-hmm. I thought it was just a very touching uh, scene, very well acted by the actor who played Brasso. You know, very much like a brotherly love between those two as well. I feel like they're good friends, but like they're really good friends. I remember even from like the f- second episode where Andor needed a cover story, and they just did it on the fly, and it's just really damn good. Um, yeah. I love that. I was like, that's a, that's some, yeah, that's your absolute best friend, brother yeah. type type thing. And yeah, I love that you know, the message that was, you know, passed on, like what, exactly what you hit on and the uh, message of he knows everything he needs to know and everything he needs to feel and feel everything he needs to feel. She, she already, you know, she knew must relate to Yoda. This yeah, is, exactly. Right? <laughs> Ray has everything she needs. <laughs> Off she goes. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a good callback to that kind of uh, knowledge, that yeah. kind of um, wisdom. And she knew that that's what he needed to hear. Uh, and we, because we see that Cassian she lifted him up. Him, yeah, she because Cassian even tells uh, tells Brasso right. He goes, I, I I told her I'd come back. I meant to come back. He goes, I was I was going to come back. I was going to bring her. And and Brasso has a reassurance like we know. You know like, yeah, like we thought this this wasn't something we we didn't believe. We like, we knew. And, and he goes, and she did too. She knew that that you would probably try this. And hence, here's this message. Here's the message for you that lay, lays it all out. So yeah. It's, yeah. Okay. But yeah, uh, re- uh, really nice, um, strong scene. It's interesting. Like we have the father scene before as well, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of hope maybe in the next season we get more connections to his father. Um, you know, like in flashbacks. I wouldn't mind if they don't, but it'd be neat too. Because this very much felt like this was Andor leaving home. His mother is gone mm-hmm. now. And like it's like both of them had a message for him. You know, yeah. and it says, now you go, son. You know, you you do as proud kind of thing. Um talking about another brotherly love, uh Cyril and his um buddy are on on the bus literally look like kids on a bus excited to go on a trip it's (laughs) like Cyril has turned into such an entertaining weirdo for me like it really I just I want a show about Cyril at this stage he's such a pathetic hilarious person you know like there was yep. moments where I even thought through the shows oh maybe he'll turn to the good side and all this like no he's just I don't even want to call him a wanker because it implies some sort of like aptitude for something like he's just he's such a loser he's just straight up loser like but this is like internet groups that you see you see that one guy who thinks like he's this logical mastermind and then you have like the dopey rough guy next to him like, yeah, he's right it's like Elon Musk got a dumpy friend to hang around him you know <laughs> I don't know it's just <laughs> oh my god I um, love Elon Musk <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> does. Well, it kind of does have that it kind of <laughs> does yeah um, <laughs> you know but yeah they're on a bus we'll get back to them um, so yeah so this is probably like when the plot really starts opening up uh, with the sisterhood of was it sister of Ferrix? Is it daughters? Daughters of Ferrix. Ferrix, yeah. Um, so they they're having a, a funeral procession. Um, we've had all this talk about like the empire. They it's laying a trap for Andor, but it also like doesn't want to be too obvious about laying a trap. So they're just like, hey, look, we'll say they have to shift their times a little bit and maybe mm-hmm. reduce their numbers a bit to make it look like, oh yeah, they're just, you know, doing the normal empire stuff. Yeah, empire stuff. Like this is just run of the mill stuff. So that maybe they don't realize like there's more going on. Um right. And and that's uh, we see there's that going on. We see that Vel and Luthan meet up right in the street and she tell she relays to him the same thing about, you know, here's what the Empire is 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 doing. And of course Luthen making a great point about, you know, we know we they they know that the Empire is there to is is waiting for Andor as well. So this will give, as he tells her, you know, gives us a great opportunity that when the Empire grabs him, let, let them kind of do the dirty work of grabbing him. Because now that'll give us a, a focal point, and now we and then we take him out before he, the Empire okay. can get information from him. I forget it now, but what was Luthen's code name? Axis. Axis. That's what they, that's what they're that's what the, that's what the Empire knows him as. Yeah. Could you like they're looking for Axis and they know that if they get access to Axis, it's over. Like they're being controlled. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine how they feel would have felt if they found out that Axis was right in the streets, walking past their soldiers? Like they're, yep. they're going after Andor and Andor's short fry. You know, he's <laughs> short fry. He's not important here compared to Axis. He's only important because of Axis. They don't care that. He's probably the only prisoner who's, well, one of two only prisoners who actually escaped. He doesn't care about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. 
so yeah, the, the um, marching band starts, and again, it's kind of a nice callback to the intro music because it's it's a big band that's like that's taken its place. It's been organized, you know, and moving forward towards the empire. Like it's mm-hmm. in a way, marching bands have kind of always been connected to war i suppose especially in like american history you know they have the drum beat sort of rhythm of uh like an army procession back in the civil war sort of era stuff mm-hmm. um and I, i'm sure that was around other parts of the world right. i'm not too sure but um yeah we see it, it again it's a mix of all sorts of people and I, I thought that was a really interesting culture thing on this planet um we we were talking about this a little bit before the podcast, but, you know, we have faiths that are ethno-specific. Now, that's not to say, like, so for example, Judaism is an ethnic faith. So whereas, you know, most people are born into it and live into it, there's not many people who come from outside of the faith and join it, you know. Um but in this one, we have a wider range. Like, Ferex is multicultural as hell, you right? There's people from all mm-hmm. over the place, all sorts of ethnicities, aliens. Um, you know, I always wonder, like, is ethnicity even, like, a thing people give a shit about in, like, a, in a multi-alien civilization? Surely at that stage, you can't anymore. Like, uh, even as I big as it is, you can't. The racism switches over to more of the, uh, uh, was it, is it? Xenophobic, xenophobia, you know, yeah, yeah. It becomes the it's towards the aliens instead, right? Yeah, That's where yeah, it's yeah, yeah. There, we've we've seen that throughout. Oh there yeah, is we saw, a degree yeah, of yeah. Because they always go, like, oh, his kind, they can't be here. You know, we don't trust. Them. Yeah. You don't trust oh, they're they're yeah. they're conniving. You know, they're 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 scummy. We don't trust them yeah. because they're from wherever. So it's always there. Yeah. It always exists. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. it's just about whether you know whatever yeah. level to go. But yeah, to. we see really like you know multi. Uh, cultural ethnic not multicultural i say no multi-ethnic multi-alien community but they've all seemed to have adopted the same tradition so it's mm-hmm. like a the group of people from all over the place have come together to follow one path mm-hmm. um and like some people say oh it's kind of like how america is you know people come over there and i think to a degree maybe but like you know, I, I suppose like people call America the melting pot, but like I think the pursuit is more like a stew where you know you still have your individual cultures and because you don't want to like destroy uniqueness either. You want some mm-hmm. you know variety. That's that's what that's actually America's greatest strength is that it has different perspectives amongst its you know. So, civility population that's right <laughs> but yeah um just really like especially in these disney shows they really focus on like culture of mm-hmm. the people around i find it really fascinating i hope we get something maybe a bit more urban soon because we've been kind of lying on the oh this is f- very far from civilization this is what the civilization is like right like give me some coruscant um culture i'd be interested in that you know we see that in thrawn a bit so mm-hmm. i don't know yeah it would be it'd be nice i mean and that's we've got a lot of chances for that so yeah hopefully yeah. we'll we'll see more of it but yeah like you said this this was cool seeing as they you know they brought up uh in the previous episode what the whole thing they do here on ferrix and why there was a timeline about the the 
uh, funeral that they take the because she was a because Marva was seen as a prominent person in the community as a daughter of Ferex. They mm. said, you know, she was <clears throat> she was to be mixed. Her ashes would be mixed into a brick. Yeah, and I think everyone on the planet placed. does, though. I don't think it's only for special people. I think everyone. Oh, well, they, they, yeah, that's. But they, they explicitly made that comment, or at least well, I, I should backtrack. It might be the procession was, that is. It was for the her. imperial in the previous in the previous episode. Yeah. It was the imperials were saying this is a because Marva was a prominent person. They're doing this, uh, but so, I think I think it was less to do with the cremation and the more to do with the actual like having a huge marching band out. You know, I don't think yeah, everyone gets a marching band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Especially as, uh, it looked like, because that, that looked like uh, going going back to when Andor arrives, right, where he has that flashback is he sees that brick. And that yeah. looks like that was, what I was implied is that that's his father's brick. Yeah. So you're, you're probably right. Is that, yeah, that, yeah, this is a, uh, it's, everybody, get, everybody yeah. gets a brick. <laughs> yeah, everybody gets the the, the brick. thing is, right, because if it was only important people, like, like the bricks are what builds this town, right? Like, it, like the mm. bricks are eventually used. So like, if they only use important people, how long have they been no. on this planet? <laughs> you know? <laughs> but like, if you think about it, it also opens things up in such a big way because remember they took that hotel and the Empire that basically took over that tower block. Yeah, that's their base, yeah. But that building, so many bricks, so many of their ancestors that they claimed and said, this is ours now and we're going to mm-hmm. use it. Like, Ooh, yeah. what an image. And I remember, like, even from pre... I know we're reviewing an older episode now, but they were talking about, like, uh, oh, yeah, we'll just use this headquarters here. It was just this, like, just thrown at yeah. it. Like, they didn't care. And it, obviously, it's so important to the people who live here, like, you know? Just mm-hmm. really cool cultural thing. Um, I I suppose, you know, they, they walk up right up to the em- Empire. The Empire is shouting them to stop walking towards them as well at this stage. Uh, it's like, you know, freeze, freeze. And then the bomb maker throws... The bomb, uh, right into. Well, no, we, we don't even get that because already kicked. It's everybody's converged, right? Yeah, yeah. But we see we see a steady. And I like the interesting thing seeing the empire themselves as they are laying things, laying get is they're getting people ready, right? He tells me show a force, show a force, very SWAT like yeah. in its uh, layout, and show you know, and then we you know so now everybody converges, and it's like it's like oh you're you're getting you're getting tense because you're like. So this is obviously grown. Call back to what you just about the orchestra buildup. We see that steadily as the orchestra pieces of the orchestra start really more kicking over, or as it grows, the whole procession grows. Right? We get yeah. another street. We see from one street another group of people, and they come to this next intersection, another yeah. group of people. Now it's growing from that thirty to forty people. Yeah, this is, and you now oh, you're yeah. really Sorry. now you're really yeah. kicking I'm in. Jumping kicking in the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know you want something to blow yeah, yeah. up. We were excited. We knew no. it was going to happen. I, I was going to. We got to get. I was about to skip Marvel's fucking hologram scene and everything. Say, but yeah, the the whole thing. This I think that really starts showing. It, it was already hinting at with the fact we see so it's the bomb being made, right? Yeah. So we see that okay. There are people on Ferrix here already, more so than just Marva, who yeah. was seeing the the spark of this rebellion. And the really interesting Something thing is, is going on. like you were saying, they're coming from different streets. It's kind of a symbol of um, what the Empire does. It I mean, focuses on one thing to attack and work on, but doesn't really look around. 
It doesn't take mm-hmm. in the whole picture, like, you know, it doesn't consider that there's more people coming. It just assumes that people will sit in this place and do as they're told. And I guess that's the well, whole point of the rebellion. It's the whole, do not do what the Empire expects you to do, is stand by and be quiet. And that's what Marva talks about, because we have B2 Emo show up, the lovely little robot, and he has a big-ass hologram projector at the top of his head, uh, which is cool, I guess. <laughs> and she's dressed up in her daughter of the Ferrix. And she talks about what this funeral progression means to her. Because mm-hmm. to her, it's always been about, you know, these bricks that they lift up their people. It's it's just something that builds them up. That everyone, I mean, it's, it's kind of like the whole shoulders of giants sort of idea. You know, we live on the accomplishment of our ancestors um, in a big way. And it is a form of ancestor worship and it's a form of like being grateful for where you're coming from. But also she made a point that it's not to linger in the past. It's about moving forward ahead, being supported on that. Um, so then yeah, she says, I, I love, yeah, go on. Yeah, I, love, I love her, her message. Yeah, she says, I, you know, like you say, yeah, that it lifts her. She goes, I yearn to lift you. Yeah. That's uh, her I want position now. Yeah. On. Yeah. Uh, I want you to go on. I want Ferrix to continue. Yeah. Right? She's very, very focused. on. I like the, the layers she did add in, in each part of the speech. She keeps building, building, and, and you know, building ultimately to Ferrix saying, you know, yeah. it's, it's the individuals, it's the community, it's Ferrix. You know, yeah. she keeps mentioning, she goes, it's those buildings. On, we had yeah. yeah we had each other and that's a great and i don't think i fully as until we're as we're talking about realizing how much they are using the idea idea of the brick yeah, that, yeah. this is this is how they, they build upon like the each buildings other. are literally built around their community they're built mm-hmm. off their community they are a collective of what has come before but she then mentions this like but we've been asleep Mm-hmm. But you we know, were sleeping. We've said, "Oh yeah, look, we'll keep their ships flying. We'll keep things working. Spot. You know, that's what we're good at." Um, but we turn a blind eye to what's happening in the central planets, what's happening elsewhere, and now the empire is here, and we're sleeping. We're ignoring it, and yeah. she gets they're, very we, we passionate. Let, we let it grow. We let this rust grow, yeah. as she called it. And, and now they're here, and I love the you know, and it, it's not visiting; it wants to stay. Yeah. And she, like, I did, did. Did she curse at this stage at the empire? Like, no, she, it's very oh, close to bastards. it. Yeah, she, the bastards. She, she just yeah, called, she just called him. I wish I was there to fight these bastards. With yeah, this. As, as it grows, right? You suddenly hear, you know, this this kind of speech is coming, right? Because she's talking about first, just you know, the uh, I want to lift you. You're not alone. Yeah. Blah blah blah. And then she starts slipping into the yeah. hole because of yeah, we took their money, ignored them, etc. And I love that you know we see. As we know, let's touch upon real quick that so everybody has converged, right? We've got all of our main characters, yeah. all of our side characters. Everybody's there, and everybody's watching this. We see Luthen is there near the in the crowd. He's listening to this. And I love that we see like you, you can see that he's kind of he's taking this in because he is finally hearing he, he this the result of he knows this is from the result of Aldani. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're hearing people are being vocal. This is what he wants. You know, he's so he's he's kind of giving this a little bit of a you know smirk almost. He's listening yeah. to this. And I love how everyone's so, on yeah. the same emotion level as well. Because 
like she starts quite like you said quite low about the building up mm. and lifting up but she is telling them the only thing that really hasn't happened amongst them is that they haven't told each other how they feel about the empire being here and now it's out in the yep. open she is saying it she's not just saying it in front of all of them she's saying it in front of the empire she's saying you cannot right. ignore this anymore are you going to just bow down to the empire now or are you going to be daughters and sons of Ferex? are you going to go out there and fight and you know yeah. we have I love it. It, felt, it felt so you can see like they cut to everybody right you see the individual and it's the guy that build up at first it's like this is Saul and oh there's Marva she's talked to us but then it's you can see they're getting you know they're yeah. they're they're getting their courage into this and now yeah. they really get you know it's building up it's building up and I love that the, the general of the, the empire says shut it down shut it down like you're, it just shows you how weak the empire is though you're scared mm-hmm. of a dead lady yeah you literally I, like, I, yeah exactly her mess oh this is and it's funny is that yeah she I, I like that she did touch on actually exactly that where she said you know it's easy for the dead to tell you to fight yeah. you know and she I like that you know she touched on that it, it, she hit on every single note yeah that, exactly what needed to be said and exactly what needs yeah. to be heard um i love that he threw his cloak over, over the hologram and it i don't know how to turn it off I'll, I'll yeah <laughs> well the beautiful thing is there's quite a lot of symbol symbolism there because even the darkness part of her face still shown out and it's still mm-hmm. like the empire like it's literally okay. a moment of the empire wants to censor but the mm-hmm. truth is coming out regardless and I think it's such a moment. And can we then throw a bomb at the? Well, no, well, yeah, I love the fact that you know. Well, because that's what triggers it. It's the he throws the cloak yeah. right and not and, and throws B two Evo aside. And I feel like that's like the oh hold yeah. on, you touched the droid. Now you touched the droid, yeah. and that's what what kicks it off is. Brasso, I love yeah. that he his scream, and then he does this practical Spartan kick of that guy, and oh, just yeah. like you know, boom, you know, right, yeah. and then goes and it's like. He 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 does a scream like it's like like this actual like this rebel yell of scream like you yeah. know get and, and taking that the brick of Marva takes Marva yeah. this is Marva in this brick and just wails on stormtroopers well, right? the thing, though, right? the face, and that brick stays that stays untouched but like that's the thing though like Marva will be completely on board with that. She'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, use me as a weapon. Fuck <laughs> yeah. The dead yeah, can fight as well. Nice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, mean, I, think, I thought it, it was very appropriate. It's like, yeah, you totally know that. It, it's like on one hand you're going, he's using her. Bri- she's dead. She's yeah. using her ass. And it's like, nah, she's totally going, fuck yeah. I hope that's yeah. what happens. Use, you know, she, you know, with her idea of, uh, I thought for a moment, like if, if it weren't for the other, the bomb being made by the kid, I was expecting that they would actually probably build a bomb out of her, that that the brick was going to be a bomb. But yeah. it's like, not I don't use that as a weapon. And he like wails on everybody, it just wails on them. And it and it just cracks me up that, you know, he, that goes on. And, and we see that that kicks off, right? So that that's the, the kickoff that, and the crowd starts pushing forward. Now they're just pushing and against like said, the very spartan there is proper like fighting yeah not just guns and shooting but literally running at people tackling mm-hmm. them attacking them with anything that's nearby you know yeah true truly like more like a guerrilla warfare kind of thing yeah. it's actual yeah and i love hearing you know and then you hear off the anvil guy starts kicking off like he knows yep all right now we're going yeah. all right i'm gonna <laughs> and, beat, the generous, the try to- and the general's just like go get him down and nah, yeah. that's not happening <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah send, send people off. He's freaking out trying to figure out, okay, how do we control this? He's, he's saying, yeah, hold the line. And, you know, so now that's, and that's where we get, yeah, you know, like we, we see that, okay, it's building, it's building. Yep, they're fighting. And now we see the kid. This is where the, the real kickoff or final, like, okay, boom, we're going, yeah. we, we're fighting, fighting, fighting. This could still get, you know, reined in because it's still just street fighting, essentially. Yeah, and now this kid throws a bomb and sets yeah. it off. And I realized, that like, kid. like we okay. So, like in Star Wars, um, we usually get like we see blasters all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just shooting, blang blang, and people kind of toppling over. We see one of the characters jumping on a stormtrooper's back and trying to wrestle him down to stop him from killing someone, and one of the stormtroopers shoots him off and he goes flying he's like five foot of mm-hmm. like kinetic energy and I like seeing that because it showed you like the stormtroopers are a threat these are the people you bring in when the normal soldiers on the front line the officers the police force basically um, aren't good enough you know right that's what I, yeah that's what was cool I liked that they showed as this riot, you know, like they, they got riot gear feel like this, but and then some going on like this wasn't just standard police, you know, in four hours, but yeah. they already had this level of we're Martial bringing law. in riots, we're bringing in shields. This starts feeling more proper. And yeah, we see that. So then the, uh, you know, and that's now this is where it gets it does suddenly escalate and turns scary if you will because with bomb goes off which not happens to kick off a, a container of grenades and really blows the place up mm. now the empire go the you know this go fire at will now they're saying yeah. open fire actually kill people don't just try to contain everybody and whatever nah slaughter them yeah. you know and we see you know you got freaking like a machine gun blaster type thing you know going on and blasting people and and it really just escalates. It's like this goes, and we by then we see that now it has turned frightening, right? Like like you said, we see the Empire and stormtroopers in a much more frightening way. Hmm. It feel it definitely feels dangerous. It feels uh, scary. Uh, the explosion as well, um, which you mentioned, um, kills Nurchi. We assume um, it blows right. the windows well, we through. Do, it looks, yeah, it blows up the the hotel because he's been t- he he uh, at this point is already gone into the uh gone to the uh empire and told them that where he, he saw where cassian was being was had snuck in mm. um and uh the so yeah but he was a little too close there and that bomb goes off and blows him aside yeah and meanwhile yeah we we haven't touched on that you know in, in this whole time obviously while everybody's right there Cassian has he's he's sneaking along right yeah. he's it's, he's out to go rescue bix you know what i really like about this like obviously i i have a feeling he can hear her now i know we we hear her talking in his shots but that could just mm-hmm. be a you know narrator sort of thing it might not right. actually be in universe but I, I feel like i want to imagine he can hear every single word because it's quite loud mm, and just kind of yeah. yeah and but that he doesn't stop he doesn't stop at any moment and just like listen to his mother and i i like that because he's on a mission now. Because we we have these like romantic ideas of, oh, you would just pause for a moment and listen out. No, no, and or like, hey, look, no sentimentalities here. We have a job to do. Mm-hmm. Go, 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 go. Again, there's an urgency to it. It makes everything worth. Like if characters can just stand still and look up in a 
like a dreamy way like then we know oh they have time for that they can do that it's right. not so dangerous they you and know it takes it, it yeah. takes so much away i i, I do i like that the only reason we see him initially there is that he's scouting out right he's scouting the everything that we see that he's got a little you know got a little uh uh <laughs> what do you call uh not oh, the binocular thing is yeah 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 i know what you're on about and it, so it's like he's obviously scouting things out he's not just what yeah. you know he's scouting things out he sees he you know during that time right he sees luthan actually so yes. he knows luthan's there obviously triggers to him like oh luthan's here he but um you know so we see that yeah i love that fact that so while this is going okay, he doesn't take any time to listen to his uh mom's speech of course he really kind of can't because he he starts seeing as well that yeah the empire is trying to swarm around like they are looking for him so he can't stay where he is he's just there in this tower right next to it all he can't stay for too long so he needs to you know bug out anyways but yeah it doesn't take any time any chance to be like can i hide over here and just listen nope he's now he's kicking off his whole mission now to go rescue bix while this chaos is going on yeah um, but yeah, so yeah, it's it's they're very determined. And we're seeing deaths as well, left, right, and center of characters. I guess look, we haven't really seen them in maybe even like nine episodes, but every death is final. It's not mm-hmm. just like oh, we can see them moving a bit; they'll be fine later on. And yeah, like no. death is death; like people are dying here. This is not the force magically protecting people. This is not plot protecting people. People are dying. Uh, we see the maybe dad of Bix uh, saving uh, B two emo as well, which is lovely. Yep. Um, if if he wasn't going to, I was going to. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like, I like that was a nice little touch about so for later, right? Because it's like, yeah. How, well, He's there, just laying on the ground. Yeah. What's everybody, anybody gonna do with him? Especially because Brasso's busy kicking ass. Literally, we watch, you know, the the because the Empire sees who that the kid threw that bob, so they're quickly, you know, once they gather their wits, the guys telling them, "Hey, get that kid. He's the one who do who threw the bomb." So now Brasso has to go in. Literally, you know, he's headbutting, headbutting stormtroopers. Yeah, talk about ow, like yeah, damn. Well, I mean, uh, it, hey, look, hold on, hold on now. We saw Boba Fett beating the shit out of Stormtrooper's stick. So, well, like, this is true. I'll, but I, but I, I'm more more so about Brasso's head. Like, damn, that's a, like <laughs> to, just take a helmet. You know, maybe maybe that's your head against another helmet. Maybe they're just really like like good for like you know they're made for any like blaster um, bounce. Oh, that so kind help, of thing. It, it, like give. It has yeah. some give. Yeah, it might be shit. for like physical <laughs> encounters. Like, it might just need. A, it's really brittle, maybe, you know? Who knows? I'm just thinking, I'm yeah. just thinking, I'm thinking more of Brasso's poor head. Like, yeah. ouch, man. That's Brasso doesn't yeah, give I a shit. That, you know, <laughs> I mean, man, yeah. He, I, I think uh, he's one of my favorite characters on the yeah. show, especially here, because we just see him, like I said, you know, he's kicking ass. Help, he grabs a kid and, and helps, you know, kind of cover him up, get, get up, helps yeah. get him out of there. So he, he gets out. Yeah. You know, um, I, I love that, you know, he, he runs off. So that's. Cyril yeah. <laughs> uh, shows up and saves um, his girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah I love I, I laugh so hard with, uh, you know, as everybody's coming together, right? We see Cyril's there with, with his sergeant buddy and he's looking through the crowd. And he see, when he sees Deidre walk by, he, he literally he goes, oh, he goes, that. 
that's her. And I started laughing. It was like, I'm like, I'm hearing the, uh, what's, what's that? The, uh, that was all it was, uh, 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 jizzed in my pants. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I swear, yeah. he like literally, he acted so excited. Like he's like, oh, oh. Oh, oh, she yeah. walked by. Oh, oh. He's like, such oh, dude, a dude. fucking weirdo. I love him. I love him to bits. And like, he saves her. Yeah. And like, she's as weird as he is. Let's be real. Like, not in a, like, perfect way, but certainly like, she's a, she's not right in that. Like, they're a good pair. Let's just say that, right? Mm-hmm. And she's just like, I, I suppose I should thank you. And she, he goes, you never have to. And it's just like, oh, oh God. Oh no. Um, yeah. I guess uh, I'm looking forward to them buddying up for next season. That's going to be a joy. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, but yeah. So Bix's father, I, gets uh, between all out. Uh, Bix gets saved as well by Andor. Um, yes. She's messed that's... up. Oh. She is not in a good place. She said she dreamt that he came back to uh, save her. And I almost think like she says that almost like to jab at it to see like, is is this a dream as well? Like I dreamt, mm-hmm. I, is this the same thing? Um, she seems to be a bit annoyed with him at first, but she's also completely out of it. Um, like you were saying, you know, yeah, it's very obvious, very obvious PTSD going on here, right? Very yeah. obvious uh, mental screen because as he's like, you know, he's carefully trying to approach her. She's, uh, I think, exactly like you said, where she's like testing this, like, you know, because she's gone through so much already. She's like, I, you know, dreamt that this happened, so this may not be real. And, yeah. you know, she's trying to, you know, nudge her along. And then finally, he's like, as he's hearing the commotion going on, knows that, okay, we, we're going to have to start getting out of here because Bob's gone off, things are happening. So he's trying to wake her up, basically, like, hey, we need to go. And her comment of like, no, no, they that that they'll get angry. Very childlike, you know, in a like as a small child would. And that oh, that 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 stung because it was just like, man, that's how messed up they they got to her with with torture. Right. It's like that that if anything those are the types of things that to me, these are the, the very dark, yeah. very, very dark things you see. Cause it's not, not to say like that, just killing somebody isn't dark. It yeah. is, but torture. Yeah. Leaving them alive and letting that go on is, is that crawling very, evil that just kind of starts melting yeah. itself right through everything. Um, mm-hmm. but yes, uh, so Andrew brings her to, um, the starport or whatever they call them in star wars um where gets it to a ship and um bixis maybe father please tell anyone who knows let me know who he Eggler, is yeah 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 is he dad i mean i'm still under the illusion that bix might be related to andor but who knows um but yeah she gets them on there there's a sister a daughter of ferrix on the ship as well a b2 emo's on there and Andor's so. basically saying, like, go, go, go. You keep flying straight uh, until you get there. Keep moving, and I'll catch up to you. I'll find you. And you, there was a line you liked in this, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah, because, you know, he, there he is. He's, uh, you know, we see that he's, he's telling them, hey, here, yeah, you're going to pilot out of there. And they're like, well, and B2 email going, you're, you're and in his stuttering, poor baby android voice <laughs> he's like you know put, you know you're 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 not coming I, I never got to see you and i was like it's just so oh you know and yeah. he's like oh no no, no. take you know take care of bix 
uh, 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 until I get there. I'm counting on you. And, you know, it, there's this very obvious, like, you know, oh, you know, he's leaving them. And that, you know, he's like, well, you know, and between those ones, well, you always say that, like, you know, you know, I know you're, he's like a you dog. Back? And, yeah. <laughs> and, but but then we see the, the cut the bix, you know, as this is going on. And it's like, it's obvious. Okay. So she's starting to come to a little bit. And as she's saying, he'll find us. Yeah. Cassian will find us. And I loved that. That was a good touch of like because we've seen early on when when the when he first showed up right everybody's they're just like you're here for what you need you and then you just leave right you don't pay back your debts yeah so you just scurry off and run they make that very clear that that's how they think of them oh you know and they even force it of saying no i'm not going to do anything until you pay off your current debt or you give me something because you just run away you just run away you don't come back until you need it and so by her being, you know, in the state and saying he'll find us, Cassian will find us. It's like that's just one more, you know, besides what we heard from Marva and what she told, you know, the message to him uh, of like, yeah, loving him no matter what, that he is doing the right thing or that he's on the right path. And now we get another person who know, who very obviously knows him very intimately and knows him well and giving her own like that assurance of saying she, this is like, this is really saying I trust you and that you're you know i know you're gonna do what you can i trust everything you're you're doing don't worry about it and yeah. you know hey and that's i think that kind of, that just put it just it brought everything it brought brings closure from everybody i think he needs closure from right there's nobody else that he will be gnawing at him about uh you know how do they really think did i do enough for them do how do they think do they really you know because uh, he is he he is a good person so I think that helped, and that I just I love that little touch. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, but it, you know, they escape. Um, mm-hmm. We'll go back to Mon Mothma because it's, it's a very short scene, but it's very <clears throat> implied. We see um, the guy uh, she had a business deal with before, who wanted to marry his son. Well, wanted just a meeting. Um, mm-hmm. of his son with um, Mothma's daughter and she's there with her husband um, other um, the guy himself is there with his wife and the kids I found it was very absolute like this is happening now there is no squirming out of this they've decided it was, on this it was uh, and you notice that the whole scene was oh my god it's tra- it's a tragedy almost in a yeah. way because you see Mon Mothma, you see her daughter, you see her husband as they're approaching. You see the daughter looks actually fairly happy about oh, this. Oh, she wants she's, this, I'd say. As, yeah, as, yeah. We've, as we've seen that she's, they've already said, she she's into the old customs. She's, she's into rebelling everything. against her mother because but, her mother is a rebel but, of her culture. <laughs> right, right. But what's interesting is this, and this was a great, whether this was intentional or not, but I you kind of can't help but feel like a lot of these things are intentional, that you notice that as, as they're approaching, you know, my Mothma is distant, right? She's there, but her eyes, she's looking away yeah. from this. She's obviously upset. This is this is very troubling to her. She doesn't want to do this. She played that so beautifully of very obviously not wanting to do this, but she's progressing. But she's not paying attention to the moment. But what I loved was this 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 thing. As her daughter's there, obviously looking happy, like, oh, you're excited about this. And she looks, who does she look over to? She looks over to her mother, almost as a like, look, mom. This is ha- like very happily, 
Not, yeah. It doesn't look like it doesn't look like. But she's this looking is the over. The first time she said almost, pleasantly at her mother, like right. <laughs> yeah. it, and it's and it's almost like a like almost like she's trying to form a bond. Like this is a, a just like you. It almost feels like I kind of feel like this is why she's maybe that is why she's into the the tradition, right? This is a way to she's rebelling against her mom, but at the same time, it's she yearns for a relationship, right? That that is what she yeah. wants. So this kind of is a being that way but, yeah. but the fact that she looks over to her and her mom is so wrapped up in she's distant and she doesn't look at her yeah at all she's in she's explicitly she's obviously looking straight forward and the dog looks up but doesn't break she just, dog just yeah. looks back but that was a sweet that was a very like heartbreaking touch because of her, by her just her dog looking over it's like that's a that's an approval thing yeah. that's a like look mom you know like like yeah. she didn't look over like if she if she hated her mom it would have just been a like it would have been a much different look over or something that was the look over of a you know as you would have like you know someone else you want the approval from i think of this yeah i think it kind of so goes like, back oh. to my comment on the relationship before like i don't think her daughter inherently hates her mother but it's that her mother's actions of what she has done of how they look uh, looked at socially about what other mm-hmm. parents are saying what other kids are saying like there's a distance because mon mothma is who she is and that caused her daughter to have a, maybe a tough life amongst her mm-hmm. peers and yeah. now finally her mother is kind of stepping into place the daughter now can be close to her mother again in her head and I really like think maybe the daughter became such a traditionalist because she wanted to fit more into her people as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like they said, there seem to be people more off planet that are into their traditions than actually at home. Um, yep. But yeah, it does definitely feels like Mothma is like selling off her kid. I I I have that in the notes, and it is that. Um, it is it's a very cruel, dark thing to do. I understand why she does it, mm-hmm. but it is an evil. Yeah, I mean, well, I guess we're the, the whole uh, everything about the show and you know, what kicked it off, right? Is there is no fully good, right? No, because you're winding up having you have to, to do use the tools of the enemy. <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah. so that's that's the unfortunate thing. It's there's it's gray, right? Yeah, people are doing good people doing bad things. So we see that all the you know happening. I mean, even even thing, you know, bad people doing good things. You right? can't fight a war of hugs. You know, <laughs> exactly. it can't be. We can't, there's not there's not Care Bear stare here. Happening. Yeah, yeah, like gotta, it's shit. Uh, it's bad. And again, like you know, like I was about to say, I'm not a fan of war. Like. There are people who are. Um, well, I mean, you know, I hope some people interest hobby wise and some weird, like not weirdos, it makes it sound very nice and childish. Uh, psychopaths like Putin love war. Uh, but uh, yeah, let's not go down that uh, road. Uh, no, that should not be a controversial topic. If anyone's going to come and say, don't say Putin likes war, that's unfair. Fuck off. He's a monster. <laughs> well, anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna hear knocking yeah, at your door. Yeah, out, but. yeah. Um, but yeah, I was saying like, um, you know, I'm not a big fan of war, but like, war is usually what happens when everything else has failed. Uh, it is the last resort, sadly. Um, well, thank God it's the last resort. It'd be weird the first resort. Um, but 
you know, like there has like in a in a real world, and this is what this show is trying to do, is trying to make this a real world. <sighs> Great evils have to be done by the good side. This there is no magic wizard that's gonna teach Mon Mothma how to use a lightsaber and like protect yep. her daughter from the Empire. Um there is no magical redemption for Luthen that he is able to return to the light side after everything is done. No, Luthen is tarnished. He is fucked for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. He's not gonna have a his son taken off his mask and says, Oh, you already saved me. No. Right. Luthen is corrupted, and that's it. Um so I really I appreciate the hell of it. Talking about Luthen, we do get to see him once more. Andor tracks him down and he says simply, kill me or bring me in. Bring me into the rebellion. And just just this should that such a good way to end this episode. I thought it was just mm-hmm. just spot on. I loved it. Yeah, that was that was great because, <clears throat> excuse me, the um, the fact that yeah, you know, Luther with, with Luther arrives right, and he's trying to he's powering on ship. He's like, oh, we gotta get out of here. You know, stealth mode. And well, wait, ship ain't responding. Nothing's happening. Uh oh. Yeah. And see, you know, turns and up. Oh, there's you know, uh, there he is. There's there's Andor, uh, and you know, it's like uh oh oh you know yeah. and. and and, and Andor even calls him out. And says, "You you came here to kill me, didn't you?" And this just you feel you got that you get that spaghetti western feel. It's a standoff. It's the oh shit, is there gonna be a shootout? But then with with Cassian, it's just like you know, uh, it's Luthen's comment of you know, well, you don't make it easy, you know. To, and and Cassian's just saying like, "I will," and just you know, there's, he left the blaster they brought. Yeah. And, Left her right by Luthen. Also, Blaster is from one of the. Oh, who's the. The old Star Wars games. Um, oh, ah. Uh, well, we The really old Star Wars games, like. Oh, what's his face? Um, for is anyone. It, it's not. It's not- it's not Kyle Katarn's. I think it's is Kyle it? Katarn. Like, Kyle Katarn has the same, the same. I think it is. Gun. Yeah. That Luthen has. Yeah, it's, it's a bit more slim lined and like done for the modern way, but yeah, yeah. Uh, that was but a nice I touch. Love, but I love that. Yeah, it's really, it's just like you know, make it easy. You know, and, Luth- and Luthen- Luthen's like, you know, you know, trying to test this out, and yeah, and then Cassidy's just saying, you know, no games. It's you know, kill me or take me in, and <laughs> you know, that's basically swearing a blood oath, right? He's like, I'm in. You know, yeah. you kill, you kill me, and that ends that, or I'm in. I'm, I'm here. I will. He he. That is give, saying that you're. Uh, I will give my life for this. Yeah. You know. Again, like I said, it's a practical. And I love the the. You know, we we zoom in on Luthen and Luthen. You know, give, cracking that smile, that realization that you know. All right, he's in, and this is, you know, especially I think after everything he just saw, right? Luthen just wa- witnessed. It, we, we do see, you know, at before before he even gets to his ship, right? He's he takes a moment looking over the city as chaos is erupting, right? We see smoke filled streets. He, he's he was right there by the explosion and it all occurred. So, you know, he's, he sees what's going on and knows, yep, he's kicked what's kicked off. And now this brings this over that, you know, Cassian would have been, or, you know, Andor would have been well within his right to be like, I'm going to fucking kill you. What the hell? You know? And, and instead like he real, he knows 
knows what's going on like yeah. recognize cassian knows the big picture as well and he's like and that smile that like you know uh, this is all coming together it kind of reminds me of when luthan went oh what's his name guy with asthma uh <laughs> oh, <sorry>. yeah. <laughs> um it's kind of the similar standoff it's it's almost mm-hmm. like like baby's first uh, lethal standoff for Andor here he said I'm going to put my life on the line here like Luthan put his life on the line and like listen to me do something about it I'm w- mm-hmm. I'm willing to pay the price which is my life to at least get an opportunity here you know right exactly so I think he saw a bit of himself in it right yeah it, it was it was a really cool moment of uh, yeah, that proper acceptance of it so yeah. I, I like that that was that was like oh and that that and that's where we end right we see that this is it and cassia now Andor is fully in yes uh, this is this is what brought him in he's now part of the rebellion which whatever mm-hmm. way the rebellion is at this stage do we know how many years this is before uh rogue one five years, five years. okay well at the very least well it, five years ish, right? Because when they, at least from the start of the first episode, it's five years. Okay. And however, however long we've had, which I don't think we've we've had months, right? I don't think we've had like years go on here. So we're talking. I think the longest months. time was probably in prison. Months. You know, from yeah, what I can guess, three months or something. Okay. And thirty so, days was the first episode. I think it went on for a bit longer, but maybe it yeah. could be thirty days. Yeah. So I, th- yeah. I think I think we're still within four, you know, four four to five years still. So yeah, yeah we're still yeah. pretty fresh. Okay. We're still quite quite a while. But, Do you think season two is going to come up a lot closer to um, Rogue One? Are we going to skip a few years ahead? Probably a year or two. I I, it, I think it should probably fit somewhere in between. Would probably be best, right? Mm. Let's let's have a. We need enough time. Well, they'll probably want enough time has passed so that he's ingrained in something. You know, there's something yeah. else has established and gone on, uh, but we're not right up against. Uh, Rogue One because we're going to need something else, something in between. So probably literally smack dab. Where a few so years you don't later. think it's going to be a final episode of "Hey, we need you to find someone," and they mention her name from Rogue One, and off he goes. It could, yeah. Right? It might, like I said, just because we start at it might over time take take lead us into it. Yeah. Difficult to say. There, there's there there's many approaches you could take to this because we know from what. Uh, Diego uh, has said that this is the last uh, outing for his character. Yeah. He's not going to do it anymore. At least that's what he said. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure he's not. He's not pulling a. Uh, you know, nope. I'm just. I'm lying. I'm gonna be back again. I think he. He at least genuinely means it. So it means yeah. the writing will be of of such that it will probably you know tail off into there has been talks though there have been talks about maybe a continuation continuing series with maybe characters like Bix that Mm. post Rogue One and are still within the I'm not sure about Bix because I'm going to be honest we don't know Bix all that well like you know again all these characters feel like they have loads of information we have about them we don't Mm -hmm. actually um but it's just so well written (laughs) that we think we do you know Uh, that's what's funny right i think honestly a lot of our characters over star wars right we really don't or didn't at the time know a lot that grew out of books and other media that 
grew the stories out of them. But it's, that's what I think. It's what's always funny. We uh, we get these complaints over through Star Wars. Star Wars particularly seems to get this. Of well, but we you know, we don't know more about this character. Why didn't they tell us more? Blah blah. And it's like. Did, you know, and like, oh, it's nothing like the originals, you know, and they're like complaining yeah. about it. And then you go, but you look back, you're like, you knew nothing about the emperor. We yeah. just know he's this evil guy. You're, you only know more about it because of the media, of the additional media that occurred, and, you know, and other stuff. And Star Wars back then took a lot of um, shortcuts with tropes and like exactly. stereotypes. Sure. So yeah, the dude in the big dark cloak who says, do it. Yeah, he, he's probably mm-hmm. not a good guy. Uh, right. <laughs> you know? Right. So, so yeah, there, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, yeah, we don't we don't know a lot, but does it mean they're a bad character? No. It no, doesn't no. mean that you that's can't what, do more. That that's what I'm saying about with. Bix. I'm not saying Bix is a bad character at all. Um, just, no, we don't know yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah, we just... So that leaves it yeah. open. I will say, I, I think characters are written better in this than the Star Wars movies. Um, the subtlety okay. to that gives dimensions to these characters that is just smart writing you know implications mm-hmm. rather than hey do you think this eight foot tall uh, guy covered in black is evil hmm uh, <laughs> you know like and I think but that, that's also one of those things that you're allowed you are given a little bit more freedom or, or I think your mind kind of rests a bit in that when dealing with a show right yeah, we're dealing yeah, with yeah. These these were these were twelve episodes, roughly you know, under an hour each. Anywhere we'll say average of fifty minutes or so, but but we'll say probably about an hour each. So you're talking that's twelve hours essentially, more yeah, or less, yeah. worth versus a movie is two hours. Yeah, you got cram all, and that's each movie, right? Granted, yeah. you could grow more, you know, with the, but even still, if you do that as a trilogy, that's six hours. That's half the time. Yeah. That you've got to cram in, so you have to figure, out, and then you do have to use tropes, or you have to use things that are yeah. make it more explicit versus and, and, and not as. We've we've talked about fan edits of TV shows of Disney, um, and to like bring mm-hmm. it down to a movie, mostly the Kenobi series. We've mentioned, yeah. up, um, and look, I've watched some of the cuts. Like, it's not bad. I I think Kenobi does have a big problem of pacing throughout its um, episodes. Yes. Um, just say I enjoyed Kenobi, but it does have issues. Uh, we are we are we are allowed to enjoy things yeah. and criticize them yeah. at the same time. Oh yeah, that, that is allowed. That is allowed. I know it's, you can, it's almost it like some sort like of critical a, review or something. Dude, hmm. Good lord, yes. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. you can still enjoy it. Just say this is the stuff I didn't like. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> so I imagine if you took the twelve hours of Andor. I don't think yeah. you could do one movie cut out of that. Um you'd have to do like three. You have to do the three arcs and you can maybe cut them each yeah. down to like a movie length. But yeah. I think you'd start seeing some oh I don't know this character at all. Who are they? I don't mm-hmm. know what's going on. So there would be elements of that. But who knows? Um I'll I'll probably give one or two a, a go if they come out. Uh, It'll from be fans. interesting to see. Yeah. I, I do I do agree because you know Especially because a lot of the scenes were slow, the, the pacing of the whole show has been has, has been a much slower pace. Yeah, uh, even in action sequences, we're, we're at a slower pace. This episode, particularly, uh, we in this finale, right? I felt like it it acted. We actually came back around. It felt like to where in the series we started off very slow and we built up. We had some action, kind of slowed down again, but built up, built up. We we kind of kept going, but it's been a slow burn. Uh, yeah. We kept describing it. It's been scrapped. It's a slow burn. It's respect to its viewers, so having some attention. <laughs> right. This episode, 
was a slow burn as well, right? It took us a while to yeah. get to right to finally to even even the the marching section, right? And it slowly built, slowly built, slowly built. Everything was slow about it, but then it, you know, it hit. Uh, that that's that's been the nature of the show. But well, here's so the interesting thing: difficult, difficult to to proper edit down because like yeah. Kenobi, I think was easy to quote unquote easy to do that. These things moved. It was just the pacing was weird or certain moments, but you had them happen. Yeah, ish. It's just you can rearrange it. This this would be I think difficult because the scenes acted out mm. fully as well. The pacing of their their uh, discussions, yeah. right? Their the monologues even went yeah. on. So and they're important pieces. They they were important pieces though. Yeah. Here's the thing though, right? We talk about acceleration a lot. So I have a notepad open here of notes for this episode and like you know, it's a slow burn. Yes, of course, um, but. Literally, there's like three or four points after the explosion, whereas before there's like 20 lines of information. So even the slow burn stuff, it still gives you information. It's not just like, we're going to take this and stretch it out. It's not that. There is no stretching out of plots here. Well, I would say episode two and three, a little bit of a stretch. But look, in general, outside this, not much like plot stretching like this. They do still give you consistently the same amount of information throughout the episode at all times. It's just that it speeds up a bit at the end. It's a bit more high octane, but even the high octane mm-hmm. has information in it. It's just, it's not just empty mm-hmm. plot. There's no empty plot in yeah, Andor. There's not, there's, yeah, there's not empty calories out of this, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, and I think something, you know, real, real quick, we didn't. So I guess let's let's uh, talk about uh, since this, this is the finale, this is it for this season. Going back and looking over things, what were things that we touched were were touched by what come what came back again and what were important from early on? One thing we we didn't touch upon in this episode, and I think was beautiful touch or beautiful piece because I was hope, hoping for we figured it would happen, is we see when we we see that Andor is back on the planet and he's uh, you know going through everything trying to uh, as he finds out about Bix etc but we see that then he is re- reading um our, uh, he is reading the uh, manifesto right and that was that was written by uh ah, shoot what's his um what's his name um the uh the kid um Nimitz? Oh, oh yes, sorry, yes, I, I remember uh, now. We should, talk, we should mention it. We didn't even mention it. his manifesto gets read out to us in this episode. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, so it basically, yeah, it gets it gets narrated through, and I thought that that was really cool. We kind of figured it, it would have to be shown, right, that he's reading it, whatever. But yeah, it actually gets read out to us. Uh, yeah. Instead, not you see that he's reading it, it gets read out, and. I liked, I really liked that scene. I really yeah. liked hearing, hearing him speak it, right? And we hear from him, yeah, from his own words, him, him talking. Loris, was it? No, it's, no. um, see, this is what happens when you have all your notes ready and then you realize you don't, uh, clearly have it, but it's back with, um, anyway. We'll talk about other uh, things. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Nimics. There it is. Nimics. Nimics. Uh, Nimics. Yeah. Nimics but anyways, but yeah, I liked. I, I did like that. I knew you figured from when the in the episode after the with the heist, where 
you know, Vel gives it to him, says, you know, Nemec wanted you to have this. Yeah. It, was, it says you know, it's important for you to have this. We knew we were going to see it, but I, I like they brought it out here in the final one. And he says hearing, that like, was it, peace is a natural thing that uh, happens across the entire galaxy. Like, mm-hmm. it's just a natural order of things. And things like war and corruption and governance in the way it happens in uh, this era of Star Wars, these are unnatural things. They have to be constantly worked on. But right. rebellion is comes naturally. It's just a state of matter, I guess, or a state of people, you know, across the board. Yeah, no, I... I it, look, this, you know, I think I've mentioned this in earlier episodes. I think this is George Lucas, I imagine, probably enjoyed this series, or he would have enjoyed it at some stage in his life, because this has the actual Star Wars DNA running through it. Not the, oh, it's lightsabers and space battles and all this kind of stuff. It's about pointing out things like how Vietnam what like um, that America was like the empire in Vietnam, you know, that there there were evils that were done and that was meant to point out the corruption that can happen with big government. Mm -hmm. And I think this show, I mean, yeah, you could talk about clone wars and we can talk about rebels and all these shows are fantastic and definitely say to watch them. And they do talk about corruption, obviously, and overreaching power, but this says it from a very real life perspective. This talks about people living day to day, drudging themselves through the dirt, and then there's this empires pushing down them on them even more. So it's it is a store. It's almost like French Revolution kind of vibe to it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, no, I, I, I really, I dug it for that. For other things that showed up, I mean, I just, I for some reason I keep thinking about B two emo like this. I know we we kind of joked about his character and saying he's like a dog, but there's also like hints of dealing with Alzheimer's. I almost feel like B two emo kind of fits. B2 is like an extension of um, Andor's mother. You know what I mean? Like in that mm-hmm. we we didn't like we knew she was ill and she was suffering and she was going to die. But it wasn't one of those things where like maybe they wanted to say, hey, maybe something severe mental wise that could affect her poorly. But they said maybe it's a bit too harsh. So they kind of pushed it onto this robot, robot of hers. Like he is like an aspect of her if that makes sense you know no it's a, that, that's a very good point i do think that that's a good way to kind of help yes break it apart and split split it up so that yeah you don't have her because it would be yeah. a little more uh, there's something about that it, or it would almost take away from was because uh, as, as terrible as our society is about ableism and that kind of stuff if if she had alzheimer's and then she had her speech there there's a part I think with some viewers where we say, "Oh, she's just rambling like a madwoman now," which is a terrible thing to say. I don't approve by yeah. it, but I'm just saying like we have social images of people with, um, you know, disabilities and mental illnesses that we like to like 
kind of sweeped into the side. Hell, we have issues with older women making a point and being leaders. <laughs> we don't like that either. You know, <laughs> maybe we should have checked her emails too. Uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think... Yeah, exa- exactly. But it, yeah. I think it worked out well by doing that because it did just give... It helps spread spread out. Don't yeah. don't put too much. Too emo out of it, right? Exactly. Don't right. Be because too if you put too, much, too much stuff on one character, yeah, and, and split up, you actually had enough material, and exactly they worked out well. Whether that, so yeah, and maybe yeah, we're 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 completely off on they from the get go. Maybe had that, but um, yeah, I loved I loved that that about B two emo. He said it was an extension of her essentially. He's and he's still going on, you know. Yeah. Um, I think the only the the one thing I mean they've wrapped everything up pretty nicely uh, over the cor- course of thing you know everything seems to be put together we saw uh, you know we don't know now with with, uh, with 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 Vel and Cinta they gave a real quick recap there of just showing that they're packing up right so they're trying to get out of here uh, from this so we know they're gonna be off to somewhere but they're at least we we see that they've made it out. To some degree or another, right? Hmm. Out of that fluffle, they weren't caught up. They weren't blasted by the Empire. They they're back at the safe house trying to get ready to go. Yeah. yeah. Um, ooh, which real real quick, let's touch upon one thing, which was a it, it, I didn't even think about really how <laughs> drastic this is. The fact of you say Cinta being the the healer, right? She is the medical medical personnel of of their group, right? She's hmm. so and what did we see in this episode? We actually saw her kill uh, an Imperial. Yeah. That she's following along with him and she actually just outright just stabs him. Uh, but, you know? Yeah. Like it's a proper like intimate murder as well. Like it's, mm-hmm. you know, well, uh, I wouldn't call it murder. Well, it is murder. Let's not go into the murder. ethics of murder or not. Yeah. It, it's de- it murder uh, murder. killed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. But, um, but yeah, she, she outright just takes him, you know, and very methodically. You know, just like, you yeah. know, yeah. She, when he, when actually, she realized he, almost like a surgeon. Like she knows exactly yeah. how to stab, you know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like that. That was that was really. You know, Vel's like, you're bleeding. Say like, that's not my well, again, blood. She's like, oh. dealing with, I think, a sort of trauma, because um, we Everybody see is. it happen. But like her, especially like when Val sees her and like she doesn't even she doesn't know how to socialize anymore she doesn't know how to say hello like this is someone she loves and she didn't run over and like hug her or say hello or anything like that she's just like like it's almost like she's taken all her emotions which is probably part of her doctorness moved it away and is just doing this because she can't connect to her empathy because if she did for a moment it would destroy her and that's why we have things yeah, like that- with Andrew saying oh you have was it hands like a surgeon or something he has some line about her being a wonderful doctor in a way and she she doesn't really react great to it she's just like she smiles a little bit but then she moves on so i I, like she's she's in survival instinct she's she can't connect to her emotions because she'd fall apart she can't be intimate with the person she loves because she'd break Mm -hmm. apart so she's just mission 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 that was exactly why like you see you know they'll just tell you know very is just very calmly talked to her and says, you know, come away from the window. Like, it's like the, let's have a moment. Let's, you know, don't, you're, you're, you are, you are caught up too much in this and yeah. you're going to lose yourself. Don't, you know, let's, let's have a moment. I think that was a, it was subtle, <laughs> that part. Yeah. Know, but that was, uh, I think that was a, a nice, nice. Thing. I hope but, she comes back um, as an interesting character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I, I like, I like those. I hope they, they, they can, but 
one thing so i think like so yeah we've wrapped up most most of it except one thing which was i guess it was semi wrapped up but not and that is will which we could go with season two and see what will happen is this uh and or sister we it's Bix. It's Bix. I'm still betting on Bix. Because, like, you know, he said he, he's, he's looking for her, and then we see the flashbacks, right? We see this whole thing. It's it's obviously important. And then, you know, mid season, what happened where, where, where Marva just tells him, forget about her. Just tells him, forget about her. Doesn't give any explanation about it. Doesn't even throw out saying, look, okay, she's dead. I'm just going to okay. tell you. Blah, blah. But just, no, forget about her. And then we don't see any further thought on this okay. at all. No reference, no nothing. All right. But, like, Entertain me. Pretend Bix was his sister, right? And imagine mm-hmm. Marva in that moment went, Bix is your sister. It would destroy everything. It like I think Marva was very protective there. And like oh mm-hmm. almost overprotective. Like, don't go there. You you won't like where you're going. Um, well, I think that was I mean that's why I got gathered was that her saying forget about it is yeah. It was a protection thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, very obviously a protection thing. It's not there. She knows something about it. This wasn't just a, uh, and or you're just, you know, she's gone. Just stop thinking about it. It's that she knows where she knows something about the sister. Yeah. And telling him, don't go further. This is and not going to. Well. Just to boost my point, Star Wars has a history of siblings maybe having weird feelings for each other. So, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it wouldn't. Right. At least, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it would not yeah. be far off, and that would be uh, you know that that could explain things, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, I I'm with you on that. I think that's a very good possibility, but uh, so maybe and maybe we'll see that. Will we see in season two? Will that be one of his? Will that be one of the side stories? Will we continue on about that? Will we see more about that, or is that it? Will we just? Will they have swept that under the route? Will that just be a... I don't know, think the writers have that way. I think he'll come back. I, yeah, I really hope so. Just just because it's just... As well as... It was kind of interesting what, where he came from, right? That plan he came from. What's, you know, what happened to all those kids? What happened to all that stuff? Can we get just a... I wouldn't mind just a touch more yeah. backstory of that. Uh, and if it could link up to the sister, cool. I said, we don't need, I don't need like a full episode. I don't need, you know, tons and tons of time. Just sprinkle in. Sprinkle yeah. a flashback and something help or something he comes across and help kind of tidy that. I just up. I just That's think they focused on his sister too more. I just I don't know. I, my money's still on Bix, but look, I leave that. Th- One thing I want to say: there's a parallel I want to make to another franchise, um, Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I understand that there's a difference between Game of Thrones. There is no main character. Well, there's no main singular character in um, Game of Thrones, whereas Andor you could argue. You know, it's Andor. Um, though we have argued that a lot of times he's not around and other characters have plots and stuff. But so a lot of people love Game of Thrones because it kills off people. It doesn't mm-hmm. protect them from mercy and like death happens. But I always, the thing that didn't work well for me for the Game of Thrones is that they over-romanticize the deaths. They've, they've made it like a, they always really focus on making death super satisfactory. Like, oh, 
Yes, mm. this is a this is a moment we're having in the show. And don't get me wrong, I look it's plot and drama, and we want these things. But I love how Andor does it. Things just happen. happen. Death happens. Like again, um, like the kids who um wrote this manifesto, he was just yeah. sitting in the back of the ship when the crate just flew by because they didn't wrap him up properly. There was no sort of like, ah, someone poured some poison into his drink while he looked away uh, because right. they had some drama before. No, this is just cruelty of life killing him, you know? Mm-hmm. And even then uh, we yeah, have I, him like being brought to the doctor to save him and there's a part of me that, okay, they're going to save him. No, dead as well. Mm-hmm. He's, they could have killed him there, but they just said, look, some of these people don't die straight away. And they just kind of kept him going, you know. Yeah, I no, I agree. I, like, I do. I do like that. That I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I yeah. think that's exactly. That's that's why I just the, the the sister thing is just because it was just the way it was handled. Yeah, right. It, it could have been. It that I mean they. I don't think they think. I think they do have more, you know, because uh, of of how they just have kind of like nope. You know, let's just don't talk about it. Oh, oh, it's gone. You know. Yeah, yeah. But but it it would have been. Uh, I, know, I think there's story. a thread there for sure. I I imagine we'll probably get back to it. But I was just yeah. mentioning, like I I do like how death is handled in Andor. Um, what is your wish list for Andor season two? Uh, Luthen. 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 I'm more Luthen. <laughs> do you want Luthen now to be like Andor goes to Luthen for missions? Or do you want Luthen? Because the thing I loved about Luthen is like he had the spider web thing. He didn't have to be nearby. He was just pulling threads oh, here yeah. and there and things were being done on the other side of the bloody galaxy, you know, because of what he was doing, you know? Yeah, I want. I just want to see more, more of that, right? I want to see more of Luthen pulling the strings, right? I want to see more... Uh, Do you want to see uh, as a leader in, inside the rebellion? I think I wouldn't mind seeing some some of that. Right? Let's see. I would like to see his other. Uh, what, what may start seem interesting, or what, what may things interesting as as we start seeing him interface with his other with other people. Right? Do you think he can as share power? Part? Do you think he can share tactics of other people? Because that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like he, he he clashes with people who have other plans than him. Exactly. I feel like he's he has to be in control and otherwise if other people do have plans, he's manipulating it to his advantage. Yeah. Right. He's he's letting them in on something enough that he knows they're going to do whatever, um, or will argue with them to out of it. But he's still gonna do his own thing. So it doesn't seem like it feels like he's quite independent. Yeah. In 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 leading. Right. Uh, so that but that's that's why I want I do want to see more of him, you know, his clashes and more of him. How is he going to work other manipulations, right? Because that's all he's been doing. He's been doing nothing but manipulations along the way, right? Um, good or bad, right? Well, I, but he's well, yeah. but he's utilizing utilizing the as we talked touched upon the appropriate face he uses and what he says, yeah, to the individuals to direct them towards the the path he wants them to go to achieve the objective in his mind that he's setting out for. Here's the so, thing, right? I think he is, he has been trying to get all the little tiny groups of rebel cells to come together and work together. That's his whole goal. He wants everyone to rise up and like work together on this. But I honestly can only see him as like a splinter cell 
sort of side group. He he is the black ops of the Rebel Alliance, like. Yep. I kind of wonder, well, which which was kind of what we that's how we saw Rogue One, right? Because that's yeah. what Cassian, you know, Cassian was essentially that. What I'm what I'm willing to bet we'll we'll probably see is that you know Luthen's got all this all, all this stuff, and he's got uh, um, the, who's the one, Clea, yeah, is helping with it. Has obviously the same information as him. Most likely, my you know predi- season two predictions since it's supposed to be just it's only supposed to be season two. And unless they announce some other spinoffs and things they're going to do, what I imagine, what I can see them doing is that Luthen at some point, whether it's at the end of it or in between, either way, he gets killed. And that Clea, this is where what we're going to see to help kind of culminate everything is that Clea will take the information she has, all that stuff, and brings it to Mon Mothma. So that Mon Mothma gets even more into, since she has such that leadership in the in the rebellion role, this will kind of help now. Now she has access to the same information, right? About here's where the splinter cell, here's where his all his contacts are, here's where people are, and now she can start driving the rebellion, uh, yeah, behind the scenes, which is probably that's probably where we're gonna see that happen, unfortunately. But because I don't, I you know, he's probably he's he's not gonna make it, probably. No, he's not. Um, but like the fact we get another season with him, I hope, like, imagine anything, and yeah, it's coming back, Lutheranism, though. Yeah. Oh man. Like, <laughs> Honestly, it, it's all like I I love the show, but it's almost a deal breaker for me. If they went like, yeah, Luthen's not coming back. It's like, yeah. Oh, exactly. Well, it's like, even if, as long as, as long as he's there, involved in some way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he just, can be in like one episode. I'd be all right, but have him there, please. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um, exactly. I love. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing maybe Luthen and Andor being together on a mission. Because we haven't seen that. Yeah, we saw we touched upon it real briefly at the beginning, right? Where when he when they have to escape, and so we saw the two of them working together, ish. Yeah, but it would be interesting to more see that proper, like, yeah, them working they have together, a plan of what something. to do, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, could you imagine like Luthen, like Luthen introduces Andor to his ulterior persona, like the <laughs> oh, how are you, and have like bring him into some sort of high society situation there's a heist uh, there again like and i want to see it you know Mm -hmm. um i think we'll leave it there for now um for the moment um we have some movies that we want to review in future uh david and i and we'll get to that uh folks if you have any suggestions of what you like us to review let us know on either what's on the box or on sure it'll be grand the main one um it's bye from me and a bye from me uh folks look after yourself bye bye What's in the box? Presented by Sure It'll Be Grand.